Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, it's our picks episode of Kentucky Daily. Kentucky and LSU kick off at Kroger Field Saturday night at 730 with coverage on the SEC Network. It was a line that opened up in favor of Kentucky, minus one. It's not minus one now. That thing is, uh, last time I looked, I saw it at three and a half. What is it as it stands right now? ESPN's got it at three. Um, I'm not sure which sports book they use, but yeah, it's at three now. Yeah. So uh, never, uh, it's been a while probably since Kentucky's been a favorite against LSU. I, I know 90, I want to think 99, they played it at then Commonwealth Stadium and Kentucky won that game in big time fashion. I think 30 something to, to three, or I don't, I don't remember the exact score. Maybe I can pull it up in a moment. But maybe going back to those days might have been the last time Kentucky was a favorite. I don't really remember. Uh, I was so young, but I remember watching that game, and Kentucky actually beat LSU pretty good at uh, Commonwealth Stadium that yeah, day. Yeah, it was an odd score, 31-5. to five. Yeah. <laughs> So, a yeah. yeah. goal for LSU. I just remember Derek Abney. Uh, pretty, sure, pretty sure it was Derek Abney. Maybe maybe not 99. I'm, I'm trying to remember who was on that team, actually. I know that was – was that Dusty – was it 99 for sure or was it 2000? You see yeah, the, it was not. It was nineteen ninety nine, but that was the last time UK had any fun. Uh, well, it's the last time. Obviously, one in oh seven, but uh, Nick Saban showed up the next year and they won three in a row against UK. Of course, the Bluegrass Miracle was included in that. So maybe that wasn't Derek Abney. I just remember that watching that game as a kid and and uh, that win. So that you probably have to go back to then. <laughs> and then Kentucky, I think, beat them the year before on a field goal. Good, yeah. Uh, in Death Valley. So I remember those games as a kid. So this is a game that doesn't get played very often. Uh, it's the first time LSU's come to Lexington since 2007 when Kentucky beat them when they were number one, which is hard to believe, Derek, that this league can go 14 years between an opponent traveling. I, I think that's something that I really want to see change. I'd like to see at least these teams get together and, and play a home and away or something. Even if this, when this conference goes to possibly non-conference games, you're going to see that. Uh, that kind of difference in years played, it's going to be a lot more, a lot fewer years in between. Uh, but exciting game at Kroger Field coming up. We're going to give our picks. We're going to give our picks for the top games in the SEC, the top games around college football. But let's just stay on this topic, Derek. Kentucky, LSU, Kentucky has a chance to get to 6-0. and That'd be the best start since, what, 1950? Yep. Am I right? Yeah, so that's that's crazy to think that they're on the verge of a of an historic season if they can continue to to rack up wins here. Yeah, I've I've kind of gone back and forth. Um, you know, I really I really think on paper that there are some things that UK could take advantage of. Um, I think some of the strengths that LSU has, Kentucky has typically done a pretty good job, you know, stopping the big play. But again, I think LSU has the playmakers in the passing game. I think it's going to be the best passing attack they've seen. Um, but the good news uh, is that LSU, I mean, no joke, they they cannot run the ball. Like, it's – they're kind of embarrassingly bad at running the ball. Like, it's power five opponents. Uh, they're either out – I wrote it down yesterday, but I think it's only 48 yards per game is all they're rushing for against – so that would be against UCLA, Mississippi State, and Auburn. They just ran for 33 yards last week against Auburn. So, yeah, Marquand McCall is out, but – Justin Rogers and Josiah Hayes, those two guys did a good thing, and they get to come in this week with the mindset knowing that they're the guys that are going to be counted on. So I'll be curious how they do from the jump. Um, but with the way UK's run defense has played this year, I think you have to feel pretty good about, you know, UK trying to make LSU one-dimensional. 
but again, uh, even though LSU has been one-dimensional this year, they still had some success um, throwing the ball. Max Johnson, 16 touchdown passes. Uh, Butte, their their best wide receiver, nine touchdown catches this year. I mean, these are guys that even though you know they're going to sit back and throw it, they've they've done very well. I mean, that's that's going to be tough. So to me, Sean, the big thing is you got to limit the big plays for LSU. If you can avoid, you know, giving up two or three long scores and you're going to make LSU work, drive the ball down the field like Kentucky has typically done on defense this year, I, I like their chances. But they've got to do better throwing the ball. No Josh Ali this week, but you know, I think. I think they can work around that, but Levis has to be better. To be quite frank, I think this is a game that if UK puts it together on offense, I could see them winning this game by double digits at home. Um, I don't know that I'm going to pick that, so I'm going to pick a UK win. I'm going to say something like 27 to 21, somewhere in that six to seven point range, I guess would be my guess. Yeah, and I mean, we've I've, I've talked all season too. I, I kind of picked, I think, South Carolina – and things I thought the offense would get going. And then obviously going into last week and stuff, we, we really didn't know where Kentucky was standing. I know I, I picked a three-point win, but it was more because just to go different <laughs> on the show when it comes to picks. But I, I could see if Kentucky's offense is going to get going, this is the perfect week to do it because they need to do it because with what's coming up next, they're going to have to score some points to compete in Athens. So you want to see this offense kind of get going. I, I'm going to I'm going to say Kentucky – I'm going to say Kentucky by seven. That's what I'll say. I'll say Kentucky 31, LSU 24. That's what I'll say. A couple of things, too. Uh, LSU, I think I saw a stat, correct me if I'm wrong, they're 14 and one coming off a loss under Ed Orgeron. Yes. So, Amanta, you know, he's he's pretty much coaching for his – I'm not saying he's going to get fired in Lexington if they lose tomorrow night, but, like, that's going to go a long way. I mean, they lose that game, he's probably – that might be all she wrote for him in the long run. Uh, and and winning against Kentucky is not probably not going to save his job uh, if they don't you know turn things around for the rest of the season. But that is something to keep in mind. I mean, it's a pretty desperate LSU team coming in here this weekend. Yeah, it, it certainly is. That is that is for sure. And uh, Kentucky trying to extend a winning streak to eight games dating back to last season. They're on a seven game winning streak. If you if you throw in the South Carolina game and the NC State game, four of those against the SEC competition, so they could win five straight SEC games. With the win Saturday night, that's that's very impressive, Derek, for this program if they can achieve that. But it's a big big matchup at Kroger Field. Both of us picking Kentucky. So let's now transition and go through some of the bigger games in college football tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking here. I see Oklahoma versus Texas. Rivalry game there in the Big 12. Big SEC matchup right here. Yeah, big SEC matchup <laughs> for the future. How do you think this thing unfolds? Oklahoma has not looked good this season. No, they haven't. I'm going to take Texas. I'm I'm taking Texas as well in that matchup. I just I think that every week uh, you think Oklahoma is going to kind of get it together, blow someone out, and then they they kind of struggle their way through it. They're winning, but I think that Texas wins that matchup. Uh, I'm not pull. I don't have the lines pulled up. I need to go. Yeah, SEC pretty big matchup at noon. Two ranked teams. You got Arkansas traveling to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a five and a half point favorite. That game obviously is in Oxford. Ole Miss for me. And cover or? Uh, yes, I'm going to say Ole Miss, Ole Miss covers. Arkansas is, you know, I think one of the best things about UK schedule this year is after they play Georgia, they get a bye week because that game can take a physical toll on you going up against Georgia all game. And then, you know, you're going to see something totally different from Ole Miss this week, a, a very up-tempo, a dynamic passing attack. 
um, I'm with you. I, I think Ole Miss covers this game, wins it at home. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, 3.30, it's a CBS game this week, and of course, UK's next opponent after LSU, Georgia, goes to Auburn. Uh, this is a battle of the number two ranked team versus the number 18 ranked team. Georgia 3-0 and in the SEC, Auburn 1-0. and If you're a UK fan, you'd love some help from Auburn this weekend, but uh, Georgia's sitting at a 15.5 point favorite. What do you think? Well, and, and I have to say that I've to this point, I've been wrong about Auburn. I mean, I had Auburn near the bottom in the SEC West. They they went to Penn State, played a tough game there. They got a big win versus LSU last week. This is another opportunity for them to to show that they belong in that top 15, top 20. It's not happening, though. Uh, Georgia's going to win the game. But I, I want to pay attention to this. I want to see how Auburn competes. I want to see if they can hang in there and keep it close because everything else that Georgia's gone through since that game against Clemson, Derek, it's been a cakewalk. Am I wrong, or does it feel like this game is being played earlier than normal? It is significantly earlier than normal. It's usually November, I believe. That's what I, I mean. I thought it was typically closer to the end of October at the very least. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm going to take Georgia. Curious to follow Georgia's quarterback situation. Obviously, JT Daniels has been out a few games, didn't play at all last week. Uh, but this is a classic rivalry game. These two teams have played a lot. They're not separated by, by much distance. A lot of Georgia kids on Auburn's roster. I'm uh I'm gonna say Auburn keeps it within that 15 and a half though, but Georgia that, wins the game. That that's how I was leaning to. I I do think that Auburn will hang around. I think Auburn will be competitive. Uh, but then let's move on here to another game. And this is even odds. Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. I mean, it's that's crazy that to think that <laughs> number 14 Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. Who who how do you see that one? Notre Dame has been in some really really close games and stuff this season. I mean, played Cincinnati, they beat Wisconsin in a close one, beat Florida State in a close one. How do you see that game playing out? Yeah, I'm going to go to Notre Dame. Um, I haven't watched Virginia Tech since their season opening game, so I would be, you know, I don't want to judge them based on that first game that I saw, but I just think, uh, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's a pick them, but I, I just, I think Notre Dame will find a way to win that one. I'll go Virginia Tech. And that one, I'll, I'll pick the Hokies uh, to win that matchup. I'm trying to make sure that we haven't missed any. There's some. Yeah, the, the big really one big is, one. Uh, yeah, Penn State and Iowa. You need to get Keeley on here to answer this one. Yeah. <laughs> number four, Penn State versus number three, Iowa. Iowa is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. This is a massive game, not only in the Big Ten. It's a massive game in the college football playoff. Like, yeah, uh, it is. I'm going to win the Big Ten because you whoever wins the Big Ten is going to get a bid. 
the way Ohio State's been this season with that with that early loss. I mean, you know that they're trying to to get back into that. But whoever wins this game obviously puts themselves in position to play their way into that Big Ten championship game and into the college football playoff. How do you see it playing out? Low scoring. Over-unders at 41. Uh, this is a tough one for me to pick. I'll, I'll say Iowa at home. Gets it done. Final score, 17-13. Take the – pound the under. Hammer at home. Keely just uh, just walked in, and she said, Iowa, duh. So, I'm going to have it. I'm going to roll with Keely. I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes. Since she's an Iowa fan. So, I'm going to go with the the Iowa Hawkeyes in that one. And just looking, is there any other games that you want to pick? Let's go this one. Boise State at number 10 BYU. BYU, another team, Derek, that they're right there. Can they play their way into the college football playoff? BYU in a route. Yep, I think so, too. I I like that BYU team. I've watched them a couple of times in in late night games. Uh, I think maybe a Friday night game one week I watched them or something. I really like – uh, that team. Anything else you see? Yeah, there? yeah. Let's go to the SEC. There's an interesting noon game, and the slate this week is uh, not is not what it was last week. But this line, I think, is is interesting to me. I wanted to get your opinion on it. Tennessee at home, three mm-hmm. and two. They're one on one. The SEC coming off a, a game they did not punt against Missouri, absolutely destroyed them. Hosting South Carolina, Tennessee, a ten and a half point favorite. So obviously, you've seen South Carolina in person, as have I. We have not seen Tennessee in person yet, but we've seen what they've done on offense. What do you think about that matchup? Uh, I think South Carolina keeps it within ten and a half. I'll go Tennessee to win, but I just think that's a very big line. Uh, I, I think Missouri's performance last week had more to do with what Missouri had been to that point in the season. I think they're just a team that's kind of folded it up. The way that they lost to Kentucky, a game that was such a big momentum thing, and the way they lost to BC, I think that Tennessee's beatdown had more to do with Missouri than it did Tennessee. It seems like a 56-and-a-half over-under, that, that feels kind of big to me considering South Carolina's offense has been really bad this season. Uh, I read they've not scored uh, more than one touchdown in any FBS game they've played this year. And if Vegas has Tennessee at a 10-and-a-half point favorite, to me, they're just expecting a lot of points. Yeah. from South Carolina. I'm not sure they're going to be able to provide that. So, uh, to me, if that line, if that over-under is going to be hit, it's going to be Tennessee, you know, really pouring it on and, and covering that 10 and a half. Um, I don't know how I would bet that one. I do think Tennessee will win. I just think South Carolina's issues, I mean, when you can't score, it just makes it so hard. So, if they're going to find a way to win, it's going to have to be low scoring, and I'm not sure that that defense is quite good enough to – I don't. I mean, I'm not saying Tennessee's going to run up there and put 50 on them. I think some Tennessee fans are starting to get that impression that what they looked like last week is what they're going to be. Um, I mean, I could see Tennessee certainly getting into the 30s. Yeah, but I'll definitely go Tennessee to win that game at Neyland Stadium Saturday. The, the way Tennessee played last week, the way that offense is, I think that the offense will be too much for South Carolina. But I do think that South Carolina will keep it within that 10 and a half line there. Uh, that wraps up our picks episode. If you didn't. Go back and listen to the episode that we dropped earlier on with Finest White, uh, who recorded and mixed Waka Flocka's Grove Street Party that has become the anthem of Kentucky football. Just uh, go back and listen to that episode. It's, it's by far, I think, my favorite episode of this podcast that I've recorded. We, we, it was nice to have somebody on just to kind of talk about their life and, and how that they, they grinded their way to where they are. And, and Finest was, is a really cool dude. 
Really enjoyed that interview. Learned a lot with him. I think you all will enjoy that. If you haven't listened to it, please do so. I'm just going to say that it's probably going to be your favorite episode of this podcast that is now 300 plus episodes in. Thank you all so much for continuing to listen to Kentucky Daily. Continue to support the show. Leave us five-star reviews. Give us feedback. We'll have a basketball mailbag coming your way next week. Big Blue Madness will be next Friday. And then Kentucky will go to Georgia. But it's Kentucky LSU under the lights at Kroger Field Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time kick on the SEC Network. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.